Hey everyone, welcome back to the Skip It Podcast, episode 9 for us and the show. I am Lee and joined here by, as always, my two co-hosts, starting with Johnny. Hello. And Ashwin. Hey. And today we're going to take you through episode 9 called No Time for Clancy. And to me, this was like the very first real family-focused episode. It really highlighted the, the dynamic. And it really kind of, I mean, to me, it went from an action show to more of a almost Brady Bunch type show. Like it was yeah. really- it, it totally changed format a little bit. And I've got the note at the start of this saying it was more human and world building. Like it just sort yeah. of built their little life, you know. No it, one got their life threatened in this episode. That was an important Quite thing. <laughs> Although yeah. it could it could have gone there at one stage, but yeah, no, that was one of the big things. There was no big crisis. It was a crisis of the heart. Yeah, which takes some adjusting to because you know that it was a little bit home and awayish in mm, moments. Yes, so yeah, very drama. Had, yeah, whereas MacGyver leading up. So I had to make that switch. When we were thinking about how many gum leaves to give this, which we'll do at the end, it was hard for me to switch because it's just comparing apples and oranges. But it was, yeah. yeah, it was different. But good, though. I think that was good. Yeah. You needed a no, no, no. variety. No, so I liked this, it. Yeah. Well, this episode was released in Australia on the 26th of February, 1968. It was directed by a long-time Skippy episode director, which is Max Vinell. He's done about 36 episodes of the show. It was written by Denise, D-E-N-Y-S, Burrows. Denise, Denise, Denise Burrows. Yeah. Uh, and Ross Napier. So they've also both done a ton of episodes. And mm-hmm. we've also joined by our regular cast as Matt Hammond. We have Ed Devereaux, Jerry King, played by Tony Bonner, Mark Hammond, played by Ken James, and Sonny Hammond, played by Gary Pankhurst. We also have the special guest of... Liza Goddard as Clancy Merrick, but we'll get into her a little bit more as we get into the show. Um, I'll only just preface it with that she was born in England and she was in TV shows like Doctor Who and Woof. But um, other than that, not a huge career. Yeah, I think she had more of a career in England, uh, it seems like. But um, but also, don't forget, we've got Anna... Elk Neinhardt. You didn't want to pronounce that name, did you? I didn't, but yes, um, Dr. Steiner is back. And, and like, don't forget the truck driver, Jack Allen. Sorry, I thought I, you better... I'm glad you included, because I didn't actually think he was worth mentioning, but it's... <laughs> I think <laughs> he is. We shouldn't downplay the truck driver. They've got, like, a... You know, they usually only have, like, an extra one cast member, so, you know, you've got to mention everybody, even the minutest extra, I think. True, and I, I certainly don't want to belittle or down play the importance of the extras because they are very important for the overall palette of the show. Yes, yeah. And he he was in quite a few TV shows. So, you know, he wasn't just some run-of-the-mill extra. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into the show. Okay. So so we open with Skippy hopping towards the ranch. What is it called? Just the park uh, ranch? Or that's headquarters? I thought it was a ranger station. But ranger yeah. station. I'm going to go with is, that. But it is a house as well. Yes, they live there. So. Skippy is hopping towards the ranger station. He finds Mark and Jerry whistling and singing Timey Kangaroo Down. And they're sort of tormenting Sonny, who keep calling out like, no, no, no they're really torturing him. With that was this. cute. That was a really cute song. But I was just thinking if there was a Skippy remake, they'd probably have to drop that song. They 
Well, I was going to, we should, for those who don't have all the drama behind it, Tommy Kangaroo Down Sport is composed by Rolf Harris. And if yep. uh, we had video, you'd see us all going, ooh, and pulling our collars out. Because <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't know whether we want to get into it. He's, but he's not um, kid, kid show friendly anymore. Let's put no, it that it's way. The worst no. show to have. And, a- and probably the worst one because a teenage girl is introduced. Yes. So for those who are interested in finding out more, do some research. We're not going to get into <laughs> it. We don't, don't want to make the show dark. Don't Google too hard. Um, no, don't no. use your work computer. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no. Ralph Harris is currently in prison. So we'll just leave it at that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So while that's happening, while the singing's going on and the tormenting, Matt's on the phone having a good time with Tom. He's having a pretty engaging phone call. He's telling him everything's going to work out fine. We do see him blocking his ears from the singing like he didn't, he didn't want to hear it. And then he comes into the breakfast table. He shares the contents of the call that Tom Merrick is leaving with his family. Yeah. He'll be leaving one daughter who has her exams. And guess what, guys? She's going to be staying with them for two weeks. Where will she be staying? Well, to Jerry's delight, although it's not, they're going to be putting her in his room. Yeah, although I don't think he took it as badly as I thought he would. He was pretty, like, resigned to it. He didn't, he, he, because he just said, I thought as much. Like, he sort of accepted it pretty easily. It seemed like Mark and Sonny were the ones that had the biggest yeah. issues. Yeah. And I couldn't understand Mark's reaction because he was so into Katie Trout last <laughs> week. And yeah. Now he hates women. I wanted to talk about this at one stage during this because this is almost like the opposite episode. And I sort of put down, like, it's, it's, last episode, they were like, just absolute like enamored enamored with women it was like they'd never seen one before and then this episode it's just like they wanted as a sausage fest like they were like no ladies at all i mean apart from women can't read a compass this was the most anti-female we do not want them around they have no place here i mean sunny's (laughs) response is literally a girl here even though he has had that previously thing in light the Liarbird episode, and also Anna Stein is like staying there in the caravan. Too. I guess they're not staying in the house, but they're still living with her. Technically, Anna's best friend is a girl, and like- his, and and I noticed that Skippy also like they sort of went to Skippy when they said that, and it was sort of like I I always felt like Skippy was like, "Hey, I'm a chick," you know, like what yeah, the. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was definitely interesting how they really emphasise the we do not want women around here. Like this is the not the stone cutters, but you know, the... um, it's almost like the Proud Boys kind of <laughs> or the Masons or something. But yeah, the yeah. stone Masons. Like women are yeah. not allowed here. Then Matt sings "Timey Kangaroo Down" or his own version, something about tanning a hide or something. And I thought that first, was the word. That's the first. Oh. maybe, but it's the first time I've ever seen Matt be whimsical. He's almost yes. serious. But he yeah, was you, get, you get to see his other like range, and it's yeah, tan yeah. my hide when I'm dead. Sport, I think it is yeah. the line, and which is a weird line really... because he he sort of says it to Skippy, which is sort of like I don't yeah. think Skippy appreciated that, oh, especially yeah, after the misogynistic rat they've just had, and then he's threatening to skin her as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a good like, day for Skippy. Yeah, yeah, and sorry, I found my note. It, I had a note about the last episode because the last episode was like a big not gays episode like they're not gay <laughs> and then yeah. this episode is like like no we want no women so it's very confusing yeah well my point about that lyric was if that's the real lyric to the song i'd never heard it before and 
I didn't realize it was that dark. I know. But then again, well, when you think about the composer. Well, and it doesn't make sense anyway, that song. Just no. the whole verse of it, I don't even know what that means. So another another thing for all our listeners to research on their own. <laughs> so that's that's essentially the little sting at the start of the episode. Then we get the main theme. And after that's done, we open back up to Matt walking to the caravan. We've got Mark and Sonny fixing up Jerry's room to give... Uh, a little bit more privacy for when Clancy arrives. And Jerry's, meanwhile, picking up Clarissa, who is actually Clancy. That's her full name is Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the car, Jerry's asking, he's asking her questions and she's talking with a very proper English accent. So that was the first clue that she's born in England because she didn't sound very country Australian. She was like very proper with her mm. voice. And the revelation at the end of that particular scene is that she has what more stuff to bring. It's just a few odds and ends, she yes, says. And this yeah. really sets up what's going to be the bulk of the conflict in the episode. Because we then cut back to a van rocking up to the ranger's house and mm-hmm. all the supposedly odds and ends are inside, which to the horror of everyone is a piano and yes. when oh. they show the piano they have this real dramatic piano chime cut in like yes. this is a dangerous thing threat oh yeah and matt gets a bit gruff because he's like just been talking to anna and um he's got like flowers for some i think obviously to put in clancy's rooms and as the truck driver guy comes up he says calissa merrick like basically saying, like addressing him. And then he calls him Clarissa again when he... Yeah. So this truck driver's like totally like... But I don't know, the truck driver, the way he says it, he's not acting sarcastically. It's like he's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You can't tell. Well, you know what? They've never seen females in this place. So he just know. doesn't know. Yeah. Well, as we know from Sonny's childhood, no one in this village goes to school. So yes. he's probably spent the last 30 years. Just well, we find being... out about that later now. We get some, yes. uh, this was the world building part of it. Well, so they say that they're going to help move the yep. piano and Jerry and Matt help get it out of the van. When Jerry sees the piano, we should also mention that he gives like an, oh man, look to Clancy. These are the odds and yep. ends that you were talking about. Matt intros himself and the kids. He says if Jerry wants to help Clancy inside, he'll help fix up the piano and then they can all have some tea and a chat which is a pretty nice bush hospitality tea and a chat yeah he's very friendly to her yeah and well he's really the biggest advocate for everyone yes. being nice to her yeah so inside clancy says you know she really loves her new room so she's very polite and accommodating she's a very polite girl we, we see that constantly in her behavior yeah. Yeah. we're trying to do good so the piano is now inside matt mark and sunny they're trying to work out where to best put it Mark suggests up in the hangar, so he's getting <laughs> away. And Matt says, oh, look, that's enough of that talk. You know, they need some constructive thought here. Yep. So, again, yep. he's trying to keep them on track positive. and being yep. positive. And yeah, polite. he's back to being sensible by this point. No more singing, whimsical. <laughs> no, yeah. there's no whimsicalness about it. No. So, Clancy comes in. She offers to help. And that's when we get the revelation. This is a big moment. So, the revelation that Clancy yeah. has met them all before. And she says she remembers but that was when Mrs. Hammond was... Uh, and then there's this, yeah, awkward moment. And you can see Matt, there's a pained expression on his yeah, face. Yeah, but he moves on really, really quickly. Like, he's just like... Oh, you shouldn't have brought up that stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh... yeah. So you're right. He brushes past it pretty quickly and he says, mm. look, he, he wants Clancy to feel at home. Yep. He says she can practice as much as she wants because we all love music, don't we, boys? He adds when they look really unenthused. He doesn't want her breaking her routine is the important thing. So 
the boys then leave with Matt and immediately she starts practicing and it scales. So yes. they, oh, they look the back at the house and they're like, Most Whoa. annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, thing you can do on a piano apart from just jamming the keys, which we'll get yeah. to later as well. <laughs> yes. And also um, Sunny doing radio schooling. Yeah, and, and that was another thing I thought was pretty insane. Was where basically Sonny's on the radio, and the teacher is like calling out Sonny Hammond, and um, he's like here, and it was pretty funny. Anyway, I just thought, oh wow, he does go to school. He does, <laughs> like, as, yeah. But it seemed like it was at night, so I don't know how great that is. But um, so then we see. Dr. Steiner, she arrives, asks us if everything's okay. We're not equipped to handle a symphony orchestra, is what Matt says, though, you know, they don't really mind. That's just him being his yep. whimsical self again, his being all charming to Steiner. Yeah. So then we're at the next morning and it's 6 a.m. Now, I'm, ke- I'm going to ask you guys about this. So for, let's just set the scene. So it's 6 a.m. Yeah. Everyone is woken by Clancy practicing scales again. They really have cuts of everyone springing up in bed. But isn't, I mean, for bush people, Six o'clock seems quite late. Like, yeah, yeah like the crack of dawn. They're usually like listening to the ABC and milking cows by that. <laughs> would, would, yeah, or milking kangaroos, maybe. Yeah. To untap resource there, people. Yeah, like you would think that a ranger would be up at at least six o'clock in the morning. If yeah. it was four or five, I'd yeah. be like, oh, okay, that's a bit much. But six. So Clancy then rushes over to the kitchen and he sees that she's burning breakfast. So Sonny then comes in. He sees Clancy at the kitchen table. There's this crash zoom on his face. Like, he is horrified oh. to see her there. He is just yeah. mortified. You think that- What does that look about? <laughs> well, it's very dramatic. If you yeah. had seen her serving Skippy up for breakfast, that look would, would have been appropriate. Yeah. But she was just cooking toast. Yeah, yeah. She was just a woman in the kitchen. I think that is the whole, maybe the yeah. whole idea. It was just like, oh, woman? In my kitchen? Like, I yeah. think that was it. Sonny actually looked calmer when he was kidnapped in the back of the guy's van <laughs> last episode. <laughs> I remember when he was in the cave and it's like, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Calm. He, he, yeah. Like, he, he has no like, sense of yeah. proportion. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, what? It's like, breakfast? Know. What the hell is breakfast? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm being kidnapped. Now nah, that's all right. I get kidnapped every week. It's fine. It, it makes no sense. But um, no. look, this is the daily life of Sonny. So, you know. Which makes I can... me think Sonny might have some kind of substance issue because that's not normal. <laughs> no, I, I think he's just like warped because like his dad just sends him off into dangerous situations. So like that stuff's nothing to him, but like the little things. Yeah, yeah, that's massive. true. Well, then to add to the horror of the scene, Mark then arrives. Clearly, he's just had a morning shower and oh, he's got his yeah. shirt off. So he then sees Clancy in the kitchen and he's like, oh, God. And then, like, <laughs> runs off to go get his shirt. He rushes off so fast, he crashes yeah. into Matt. Yep. So Matt then goes to the table. He hears all the things Clancy has already done for him, hearing things like, oh, I filled up your car, which was very presumptuous, but that'll have consequences oh. later on. Yep. He then sees the absolutely crap breakfast and he's like, oh, no, that's okay. I yeah, I like it like that. And he know. likes burnt toast. That's he what like, he, he says. Loves burnt toast. Yeah. So uh, Mark then comes in, sees the burnt toast, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, thanks, but no thanks," and mm. uh, leaves. So before Matt also leaves, he reminds her that you know you're one of the family now. And the look on his face though when he walks off after he says it is like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, uh, this was clearly not something I, <laughs> I meant. No. So Matt then takes his boys out and you can see he's bought them breakfast. So while Clancy is like moping around, feeling like a failure, he's like, all right, guys, I'll get you a real breakfast. You can't eat that crap. Yeah, I saw, thought that was very underhanded. And what a dad move too. Yeah. Like getting, you know, getting going off with the kids and like, you know, making them something in, you know, mum's meal is crap or whatever. So it's <laughs> yeah. a very like cliched thing. Yeah. But it was just Clancy's meal that, but, uh, you know, she did burn the toast and the eggs look like mints. Like it looked like, <laughs> I didn't know what that was supposed to be, but nah. I'm like, oh, that's eggs. Jeez. It's food and just served it up. In oh, the yeah, I thought it was dog food. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So she's feeling really mopey because she's obviously picked up the vibe that, oh, gosh, I'm making a mess here. Things aren't going well. And then she hears the buzz of the radio. She goes to answer it, and she's like, Ranger HQ, uh, she answers. So I thought that was quite good. At least they've actually brought her up to speed on what to do because, as we saw from the previous episodes, they mm. didn't teach Steiner what to do when the radio no. goes up. Remember, no. she didn't know how to and, use it. And it all makes sense, though, because her dad is a ranger, so she would be all totally familiar with all that stuff, I'm guessing. So yeah, that's a good it's. Point. Like, character-wise, it does actually make sense that she'd automatically know how to use the radio. What they didn't tell her, though, was, look, if you get in an emergency, don't call Steiner. She doesn't know what she's doing because yeah. she finds out there isn't an emergency. She goes straight to Steiner to get help. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Steiner runs so quickly as if she knows what she's going to mm. fix, you know, when she gets there. Like, mm. that's way confident for you, Steiner. She's been there for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Yes. So Steiner picks up and Matt asks if she can drive the utility truck and she's like, damn right I can. I am a female, but I can drive a utility truck. Yes. Just make sure that it's got a sat-nav because if there's a compass in there, I'm screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Clancy then asks, is there anything she can do to help? And that's when Matt asks, look, can I just check, what pump did you use to fill the car? She says it's the blue one and he's like, oh, all right. Like doesn't tell her that she's completely balls it up. He's just like, all right. Yep. And then yeah. says, clearly she's filled up. And she looks pump. really bomb because she knows she's du- she's fucked she up again. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, you know, these days you can't put a diesel pump into a petrol car. Like, the nozzles are it, different. So what the hell is going on in this national well, park when they've all got the same size nozzle? Well, what we, well, what we learn, and we'll get to it, is it wasn't even just diesel. It was helicopter fuel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what was going on that the helicopter fuel pump is right next to right. the yeah, premium exactly. you, you would think they would have a drum of that shit and they'd pump it out as needed. They wouldn't have a reservoir yeah. on a fuel pump exactly. like. Exactly. No, I missed the helicopter as a converted Suzuki, and we haven't noticed the whole time. <laughs> That's it's a transformer. Fun. It yeah. is. Yeah. So that night, we're back at the house, and we can see uh, they're fixing up the car while Clancy keeps playing scales over and over. Oh, we actually get a shot. Love Clancy, yeah. Yeah, and we get a shot of Skippy covering her ears as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's had enough of this. I thought that was funny. and But it's, it's so sort of weird that Clancy's so accommodating and yet she's so oblivious to the fact that scales are the most annoying <laughs> form yeah. of piano. And it's like, lady, also, that's not the way you practice piano. Like, you do that at the start, but then you actually have to play songs, you know? Yeah. But, like. I understand, like, it comes up, she's, you know, she's not confident or whatever, but, like, it's still one of those things where it's like, come on, anything is better than what she was doing. Yeah, move on just, from yeah, the scales. At, at yeah. least, and use the mute pedal. Like, just use the mute pedal for your scales and yeah. then cut loose when you play your Mozart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, play some music, for God's sakes. Well, of course, storytelling-wise, we know that that's not going to work. So for the purpose of the story, that's what happens. And I understand that's what's happening, because she's got to annoy them, basically. Yes. (laughs) 
but then the next morning, Clancy, who's still trying to be helpful, she tries out breakfast again, and this mm-hmm. time she's doing a much better job. So Matt actually says, oh, I think I'll like breakfast now that she's here. Like, she's finally made a good one. Before she serves Matt breakfast, he asks if she's seen the boys. Mm-hmm. So there's a little clue there, and she said she hasn't. Apparently, they didn't sleep in their beds last night. So a bit of a mystery there. He goes to Steiner and asks if she knows where the boys are. Her response oddly, is to ask Skippy, which yes. is <laughs> and she because she says Skippy didn't leave her all night. My question is, well, if he didn't leave her all night, how the hell does she know where the boys are? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, well, maybe, well like, maybe Skippy told her, but um, I want to also say, like, Skippy at this moment is, like, in the caravan at Anna's feet, like a little dog on a cushion yeah. Um, yeah, underneath the table, and it's really cool, and, like, I'd love to have a kangaroo domestic, yeah. like, just on, on a cushion, you know? Yeah. Like it's a come little circle, black right? Because didn't, didn't Steiner try and put her in a cage a few episodes I, ago? Well, I don't know, but, yeah, she had some funny ideas about animals, but, yeah, yeah. no, so she's totally full circled around now. She's uh, yeah. converted. I yeah. think what, what it also showed is that by Skippy choosing to sleep with Steiner, obviously to get away from the piano, the Noise. What it also indicated is that Steiner really is part of the family now. Mm, the fact that yeah. Skippy would find her that comfortable enough yeah. to do that. So we find out that they're sleeping in the car because they apparently, according to what they say, they finally need a good rest. So again, I'm thinking, is she playing the piano all night? Are they vampires who need to sleep through the day? Because we they say it's after seven. Yeah, yeah. That's only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's only an hour after when they got woken up. I so, just, what, do they needed that six thirty? They needed that extra half hour sleep. It's just very weird for a ranger station. I just would have, in my mind, it's like as soon as the sun comes up, we're up. And and also probably normally go up early because sometimes you might have to do something where you got to look for those animals that come out before yeah. the sun rises. I don't know. Like it just seems a bit. Yeah, if you want to poach, this is a national park for you. <laughs> they're not going to get up before no. 6.30, I think, yeah. or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So Matt then comes and finds them, and then the boys are whinging about how long is it going to be before Clancy leaves, and Jerry's concerned that she's put the aviation fluid in the car, so that's when we reveal what she's actually done. He doesn't yeah. want to go near the chopper because she's mucked that up, so the chopper is obviously you know, even more dangerous. But what they don't know is that she's actually already run out to find them out of the house, mm. and she's around the corner listening to all So she runs off and Steiner essentially gives the lesson and the moral of this episode because what she says to Skippy is, you see how easy it is for humans to hurt one another. Oh, yeah. That was a nice line. But, yeah. like, what a bitch, like, Steiner. She sees all of this happen, yeah. and she does nothing. She's like, like the Morgan Freeman voiceover of the movie, where she doesn't have to intervene. She's just talking over the top of it. She's just God. But, like, yeah. you know, she just watches this poor girl get her, like, heart broken up when she could have just yelled out saying... Hey, boys, shut the fuck up. That's true. Right there. Or yelled out to Clancy, say, Clancy, come back. Or at least, like, gone to Clancy after. Yeah. She doesn't do anything. But anyway, I understand story-wise she can't do anything, but it was just funny that she witnessed it all. What is funny is that just if she had have changed the way she delivered that line, that could have been a very evil line, like, you see how easy it is for humans to hurt one another? (laughs) Like, she just (laughs) let it happen. And just strokes Skippy like a cat, yeah. 
that's it. Like maybe her and Skippy have just like got a real dark, dark sense of humor. That's was that was their joke. Right. So so we go back to the house and Clancy is packing up to leave. So yep. Matt, meanwhile, is reprimanding the boys, tells them like show more consideration, make her feel welcome. He tells Jerry to take her with you when you go on patrol, show her the park from the air. She's probably never seen that before. So again, that he's trying to be nice here and get the boys on track. And it's pretty realistic, apart from the incredible anti-female misogyny of we don't want any girls here like mm. young boys i mean i guess they're kind of playing into that like oh girls jam so dads do that they'll be like come on come on guys yeah so sunny then takes out a bunch of newspapers and matt's <laughs> like what are you doing with that and he's like oh nothing and says you know he'll just be a minute so that's setting up what is gonna play out later on yeah, yeah. Uh, we then cut to clancy who's now miles down the road so she ran away real fast she had and- a bit of a cry first and then yes. ran away. So she went through the five stages of grief. Well, two of them. <laughs> yeah. First fueled, two. Fueled by away. her tears. She obviously drank some of that chopper fluid because she moved real fast away <laughs> oh, from Oh, yeah. Her. She didn't take long to just get the hell out of <laughs> No. Yeah. Um, but what we see is that Skippy is going after her. So this is where we learn that Skippy can communicate to all humans because she sees Skippy, comes back to her, and the two have a chat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's another human who understands Skippy. And they have a conversation where she says she can't go back to the house because she's already caused enough trouble. So mm. I do want to explore this. So we've seen now Skippy talking to Sonny. That's where it started. Then we see that Matt and the other Hammonds can speak to Skippy. Now strangers. So what is your take on this? Why can't we understand then? Like, why are we just hearing that when everyone else can understand? And why are they not speaking back in kangaroo? Why are they speaking back in English? It seems very sort of snobby. Uh, it's like in France where they're like, we will not talk to you unless you speak in France. And he's like, no. Yeah, yeah. it's not enough xenophobia in this show. I, I don't know uh, what the laws of Skippy's speech is because she spoke to her and then it, like, I'm not sure if Skippy spoke back to her and she didn't understand. Like, she just walked off again. I feel like it's a bit more like that bit grey and intuitive yep. rather than specific communication skippy has said some specific stuff before that they've paraphrased back so that we know what has been said and has, yeah. has, has she done that to them or has she only done that with sunny the specific type of talking yeah, that's a good yeah. point i don't remember i thought matt because we did we we know that skippy can use a two-way radio so you could only do that if you're being specific <laughs> yeah maybe it's telepathic communication that's why we're not hearing it it's well, just pure, pure mental yeah with or she's just irritating everyone with her the whole time. And they don't know what they're talking about. No. So we go back to the ranch. Jerry, who's being coached by Mark, he goes to Clancy's room to do as Matt has asked. So that's when they discover she's gone. And Mark says, well, they better find her before dad hits the roof. And Sonny then arrives. They fill him in that she's gone and they immediately jump in the car and go looking. Skippy, meanwhile, is accompanying Clancy. So even though Clancy walked away, Skippy's like, no, no, I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, he's, she's still following her because she wants her to come back. Yes, and that's when they hear the car coming down the road. Skippy and Clancy hide, and Skippy then comes out of the bushes, and Sonny, who just conveniently knows at that exact moment to turn back, because they've already driven yeah. past them hiding, sees her, and he says, like, look, she knows she's not to go on the road, and I don't know, given what we've seen in the past, I don't think she does know that, because she's no. always on the road. She doesn't road. even look left or right when she's crossing the road. <laughs> they cross the road so many times, yeah. um, and yeah. usually the episode starts with Skippy on the road. Yeah. She's attracted to cars. She just yeah, yeah. Them and, and that's why I was it. like, oh, not the road again, and thank God and she didn't hitchhike or anything like 
Well, they, they see hiding. movement. They get out of the car. Yeah, and they see, she's still they, hiding in the bushes. On the hiding side. in the bushes, face down. So yeah. she's lying face down in the bushes, and the conversation is essentially, that's a strange place for a pretty girl to be. So now mm-hmm. they've gone from very anti-girl to now I'm flirting with her. Yeah, well, that was Jerry. You know? That was Jerry, yeah. So they convince her to come back to the house, and apparently, though, there's a problem. She's a girl. So, <laughs> Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I love this comment that Sunny drops the big truth bomb. It's only because you're a girl, Clancy. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, like, that that is pretty much the crutch of this whole episode is Clancy's a girl, and that's it. And they're scared of her. They are the most scared kids in the world. And she even says, like, I can't help being a girl. She has to remind them that. She says, I can't help being a girl. And then this is the annoying thing. Like, Mark says... We'll try if you try. And it's like, she's been fucking trying. Like, she's been yeah. trying from day dot. Yeah. It's yeah. them that haven't been trying. No. Yeah, not um, a single apology for their mean comments <laughs> or anything. No, they basically needed to mansplain it to her and then do yeah. one of those apologies where they're like, oh, I'm sorry if you felt offended. Yeah. Sunny does say they'll do better. And because he's a scout, that promise means something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he needed to bring that up. Just to he... give more weight to the promise. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Yes. Like it's meant to mean something. Skip pipes up there too, so she obviously says, "I promise two or something." Or probably just swears like, <laughs> yeah, like a bitch. pirate. <laughs> so back at the house, uh, Steiner is telling Matt that Clancy's overheard the boys. So she saw her standing there. Matt's really disappointed the, by this. A little late, Anna. Yeah, um, yeah. she's got her evil done now. So, but so they now- don't even know uh, she's gone though. That's the other no. thing. Well, no. do they? Do they not know? Because Matt's got a funny look on his face. I know. He explains things. So I feel yes. like he suspects something has happened. Yeah. No, no. He knows what something's gone down, but they basically don't know that she's run off and the boys have gone up after her. No, but then Clancy, like, she sneaks back in as if she's never left. And she's like, oh, is someone looking for me? And then there's, again, a smash zoom. They love those smash zooms. Just like, Poof. And... Outside, though, there's the boys looking through the window, and the conversation is very clandestine. It's like, do you think she'll talk, Sonny asks, and then Jerry's like, no, not her. She's okay. And then Sonny, again, breaking his promise, so clearly the Cub Scouts doesn't mean Jack all. So she's a girl, isn't she? <laughs> that means she's going to talk. Like, yeah, it's like, you already promised, mate. Like, it's a bit late now. <laughs> yeah. So Matt then says, you know, look, I haven't heard you practicing for a while, and I've just wondered where you've gone to. And she... So, really, she's the hero here. She's the one who's keeping a murder, which yeah. is a code of silence. She's like, no, no, no just, we're just walking around. Because they're going to get in trouble if she says what happened, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, she's taken one for the team. And yeah. I like how it like got, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I think it might be an Australian thing where they've just got, like, all prisoner on in the respect of, like, she better not, nah, nah, she's good, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. yeah. They totally yeah. sort of got all prisoner. Yeah, I didn't think Matt believed her. I just, he didn't know, he didn't believe no, what she he was. No, he was like going, yeah, yeah, whatever, but yeah. 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 Well, adding to that, Matt then notices the boys hiding outside, looking through the window. So, filling everything in, he's starting to piece what's happened together. He then mentions she should play the piano, and Steiner recommends the music she played when the boys are not around. Mm. So, Sonny, though, not knowing this, he rolls his eyes. Skippy, who was previously her friend, has now betrayed her as well. She's now covering (laughs) her ears again, so she's she can't trust that kangaroo. Clancy goes to play, and this time the music still terrible. And that's when we find out Sonny has stuffed those newspapers in there. Yes, yeah, because she starts playing and the keys are all screwed up. So they pull out newspaper and they all look at Sonny. He smiles, which is sort of cheeky. Yeah, he thinks he's hilarious. He's trying to cover it up, yeah. 
Yeah. So pranked her, and the dad's not amused. And this time when she plays, it sounds great. And of course, she's playing their favorite song, Timey Kangaroo Down. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Sonny goes back to crying out no again. So he really doesn't like this song. I don't get it. But then he starts singing. It's weird. I was sort of not sure because he just like, no, no. (laughs) It's not tie the kangaroo down. It's tie. Oh, maybe it is like. Tie me kangaroo down. Yeah. Ah, I've never thought about that. Yeah, he can't endorse this song in front of Skippy. Because he's the only one that it applies to. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's the only person that has a pet kangaroo. Yeah, the others would happily S&M and bondage up Skippy, but not Sonny. Sonny. No, no. No. Skippy seemed to dig the song. Yeah, no, Skippy liked it, which was weird because it gets a bit, as we find out, it's a bit dark. But anyway, like before (laughs) with those lyrics. But yeah, no, they all start joining in. Yeah, Skippy does not know she's a kangaroo. Is that what we're hinting at Ooh. by this song? Yeah, well, like we some do animal. know she's the reincarnated mother. Yeah. Mrs. 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 Hammond. She's just wondering exactly. why she's able to jump so far these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in her eyes, she's actually nothing has changed. She's still part of yeah. the family. She just lives outside and yeah. eats wheat bix or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and it's much better at back rubs. Like, Everyone loves me. <laughs> you can really Lovely. scratch that itch on the back. Oh, yeah. 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 Great scratching hands. Yeah. So from there, we fade to the final scene. They're all at the table, which is fully set really, yep. really nicely. The boys are wearing dress shirts and ties. Yep. That says, couldn't be much better at a restaurant. And it turns out, though, and this is the twist again, that Clancy <laughs> won't be staying with them anymore because she's going to be staying with Steiner. And now yes. the boys are like, what? Because now they want her there. Yeah. Well, he, he sort of um, misdirects them because he says, oh, Clancy will be moving out. And they're like, what? To Anna's caravan. So, um, yeah, well, but the piano the, will stay. Yes. And interesting that you mentioned that because all of a sudden the piano starts playing and it sounds pretty awful. <laughs> so they get up yep. to see what's going on and who's at the piano but Skippy. Funnily enough, though, what starts out as a mess turns into the Skippy theme. Which was insane. (laughs) It was like the library surrealist episode. (laughs) I I, I thought it was like, what's going on? Is Skippy actually going to play something coherent instead of bash keys? Like, what? Like, how is she forming chords with one nail? (laughs) It would have been better as if, like, she was playing on one side of the piano and her tail was like flipping up to hit the high keys, like, just really (laughs) using all of her limbs to do it. And uh, But, yeah, so meta. She was aware of oh, her own theme song. It's insane. Yeah. Matt, though, not impressed. Even though I would be, um, I'd be like, bloody well, film this. Cause we're <laughs> yeah, we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we need to go on, on the road. It's going to make us rich. But Matt's response is, oh, looks like we'll need those newspapers again. And oh. uh, that's a little tag. And that's the end of the episode. They all laugh. Yeah, and, yeah no. They did have that um, shark pervert camera from last episode, did they? If they did want to film it. Like, they're capable of filming. They do have the technology to film this. Yeah, so overall, it was a pretty nice episode. I'm interested to know what you guys thought of it, what you gave it in terms of gum leaves out of five. Mm. Well, originally, I was a little bit bored because there wasn't the life and death action plot that I was so used to. I was like, oh, is that all that happened? Okay. But now that we've reminisced on the episode more and we've sort of explored the details and some of the revelations about Mrs. Hammond and little things, it's like, okay, there is is some richness to this episode that I'd missed the first time around. So I'm going to 
push it up to like still three and a half from three to three and a half. So for the stakes to mean something when the family's in jeopardy, it does help to get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? What did you think? Look, I was going to go for three, but then I think I might give it a little bit more than that. I think I might give it three and a half gum leaves, I think probably Mm. because I was going to give it less, but I think because it was different, I liked it more as Mm. well. Because yeah. it wasn't the run-of-the-mill, someone stuck or in danger. So, yeah, I liked all of that stuff and um, how that gave us a little bit more of an insight into their daily lives as well, mm. which you don't really get through all the adventure um, stuff. So, I yeah. Do wanna, I also do want to know more about Mrs. Hammond because Matt shut that oh. down completely when she got mentioned. We- so I was like... How bit? How recent was it? We Who need was this mystery solved. I I think the um the thing I read on the internet or on Wikipedia was that she just died after Sunny was born. So Sunny didn't really know her, but I'm guessing Mark did. Mm, okay. Do you get me? So I I don't know. I don't think that's much of a spoiler. Okay. Just well, I guess if they don't show it, then yeah, I'm, I don't think they talk about it. I yeah. this is going to be yeah. the first week. What's yours? Yeah, Lee. yeah. I was going to say this is the first week we're all in agreement on gum leaves because for all the reasons we've said, I thought three and a half. It was different. Potentially, if that was the first episode, I might have been a bit underwhelmed. But because it was a change of pace to all the previous eight episodes, I thought it mm. would good i quite liked it it was funny it ticked a few boxes for me so uh yeah three and a half cool yeah. cool no that sounds good so what is next week johnny episode oh, 10 episode 10 time and tide okay cool another clancy one clancy loses dr anna steiner's camera after a spider jumps on her hand and startles her after going into the water to search for it she gets her foot stuck under a rock the tide starts rising and it's up to jerry and mark to rescue clancy Ooh, oh no Another adventure episode, but still we get Clancy again. So I guess that's like, you know. I can already see there's going to be a, of course she got scared, bloody woman and a spider. Yeah. All right. Well, join us next week where we take you through episode 10. Until then, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. See you guys. (laughs) 